0: Welcome to Chatting with Ingram, I'm Philip Ingram, and today we're talking about how to make sure your data is completely secure and completely auditable with an Israeli really company called SpectreX. Folks, today we're very fortunate that we've got Guy and Nimrod from a company that's based in Israel, and the company's got a fantastic name called Spectre X. Now, rather than me introduce Spectre X and introduce Guy and Nimrod, I'll ask them to introduce themselves. Guys, it's great to see you. It is to you too, Philip. So, can you, Guy, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Spectre X, and then Nimrod, can you introduce yourself to our listeners today?
1: Uh, I'll go ahead, and I'm Guy, I'm a co-founder and head of R and D and product here in Spectre X. Uh, for the past 10 years of being designing and developing software security solutions. And uh, uh, now I'm doing that for Spectrex and everybody. Yeah, so thank you, Guy. Uh, So basically I met Guy
2: 10 years ago and we served together in the same intelligence uh, unit. Uh, We basically corroborate the the country's most sensitive data uh, between different online organizations. Um, And now we're coming to solve it to the public world, how you can secure your data everywhere without any dependencies.
0: So military level of security, uh, of data security being brought out into the private sector. Uh, that's a bit of a move forward. Is, is that what Spectrex is all about as a company?
1: Uh, yeah. well, that's the general idea. Uh, in our military um, uh, past, we had to uh, gener- our unit used to generate tactic information and we need to make it available for other people. Um, and still keep it secure and make sure that it arrives only to the most important people um, and not to anybody else. And we're seeing that uh, today in the civilian market. That's the same thing that's happening. People are sharing sensitive data, um, despite any CISO, any regulation, they have to do it for day-to-day work. So this sensitive data is being shared and we want to not stop it, but keep it secure while that's happening.
0: But surely in secure military networks, it's easy to keep your data secure. How on earth do you do this whenever you're looking out into uh, the way corporate entities work together um, and we're working with our data sharing over the internet?
2: Yeah, so basically we have able to create one of the, uh, we have able basically to solve one of the oldest problems. Now we are going with the data anywhere uh, between organizations, devices, platforms, and we bring the security level with the data itself without any dependency. So no matter where using your data, the organization's security policies are coming with it. So you have a full control and visibility anywhere the data is going. So
0: in, in organizations today, just so that people who might not understand it immediately, you know, where is data kept and where is it scattered?
1: So... Um... Today, there is um, two things uh, that happening, maybe three things that are um, uh, really big and you know, happening right now. It's uh cloud transformation, which means there is more and more cloud solutions. There is about 300 or even more uh, today in a regular uh, enterprise and data is being moved between all those services, um, almost unregulated. Um, because the other thing is shadow IT, which is, uh, users will are doing whatever they need to do to continue working, and they will not always consult their um, security team or IT team. They will just use the tools that are most convenient for them. And that's um, a big place for leakage, uh, which all this is totally uh, opposite of what used to happen, which is working in silos. Um, every, each organization was its own silo. They would keep their um, information secure within their infrastructure, within their network policy, within their uh, application security. And now they can't really do that anymore. They have to collaborate and they have to recognize that data is moving outside of the secure infrastructure.
0: So that's how the data is being secured within the infrastructure that's in there or that's the, how the issues are. Um, why, why can't an organization just block outgoing data to keep it safe?
2: So Today, workflows uh, basically enforce you to share data uh, with external entities, as Guy mentioned. Due to the trends we are seeing today, which is a cloud adoption, you just upload your data to someone else. Uh, digital trans- transformation makes you to share your most sensitive data with third, fourth, and fifth parties in order to create your product or your offering for your customers. And now even during the COVID-19 remote work uh, enforce you to work on your data in unsecure infrastructure without the Uh, corporate to able to protect it using their own systems so they have to share their sensitive data outside they cannot stop it
0: so we've got we've got our corporate networks that are hopefully secure but as you've said um, they're sharing the data out into what are ostensibly private networks um, but you can still keep that data as secure as it would be if it was in a private military network Um, and have an understanding as to what's happening to it. Um, How on earth are you managing to do this?
2: So as we start to mention, basically we are following your data anywhere, and we don't need any dependency of any security system to rely on. Uh, We don't need network connection, we don't need application layer, and we don't need uh, to be on the host in order to prevent data to be sent out uh, to uh, an unsecure location. We just need for our recipient side to tell us where you want your data. And we as Spectrex bring you the data based on your policy after being authenticated and authorized uh, uh, to work on the data with full visibility and full control. So you can monitor and, and take action in real time even if it's not in your infrastructure and in, in your control. Okay, so I get sent
0: my Excel spreadsheet from the office and they want me to do some work on it. And I download it onto my own computer uh, and I'm sitting there working on it. Save a copy of it because you know I, it, it's a backup just in case something goes wrong because email doesn't work. Um, and then you know, do something and uh, fire it off to um, a, a colleague of mine that I want to comment on. it. He's, he's, he's outside the company, but I, I need his opinion on something that's in there before it is. Uh, can you track and trace all of that? How do you do it?
1: Well, so yes, we can. And uh, first of all, the scenario that you just described is extremely normal. This is how people work. Um, so you're not expected to block this. You're expected to keep doing that. And because we recognize these workflows, we um, we connect to all of these hops, all of these stops, and we just make it make it sure it's secure on each one of those hops. Instead of making it secure inside one silo, we keep protecting it no matter where it goes. So uh, we make sure that it's always passes through us to get th- so you, the user is authenticated, the application is checked, everything is secure through the way. And we've seen this already solving um, one data leakage for one of our customers, um, Some very similar to what you did. They, they need to send something to their. The, the thing you're describing is a very normal use case um, for a user to need to collaborate and share the data with different platforms, different users um, in different um, organizations or even private users. So what we do is instead of try to keep it in one place, uh, we protect it where it goes. We make sure the user is always authenticated before he accesses the file, that he uses it through, um, for a legitimate application. Um, and instead of working in silos like they did before, we just do like this distributed silo environment not re- not really silo just recognize that the file will be in those places uh, make all those hops and we protect it for each one of those hops
0: so i'm sitting there um in a network uh from um an apt mm-hmm. sniffing away listening to what's going on and i see this file that has come out to philip's home office that um, i'm particularly interested in because i'm sure it's got um, data that's um, I, I can exploit, um, so I, I download the file, um, have, you know, having hacked into the system uh, and done that. How do you protect the data that way then?
1: So again, because we know this this is the, exactly this kind of thing that's going to happen when you collaborate, um, when, we nip it in the bud. Um, when you download the file um, to a local workstation, it won't be just openly available, it will be protected by uh, a proprietary uh, DRM solution. And when it's used in the cloud, we maximize all the cloud protection uh, capabilities. So when the attacker, when the APT comes into effect, the file is already beyond many layers of security, which are very um, which are in the context of where the file is being used. If it's on your station, it will be encrypted. If it's in the cloud application, it will be protected by many layers of cloud protection.
0: OK, will the fact that it's being protected to that level um, not then act as a red flag to the APTs and go, oh, that's a very interesting organization. We want to spend more time in trying to get into them. Therefore, whilst we're, we've are we got um, our mechanisms to protect our data, actually, we're attracting more attention from those that are going to use more and more sophisticated techniques to try and get hold of it.
1: Um, I don't think so. I think that's always a fear. Like If I'm protecting it more, then I'm a bigger of a target. But I don't think that's ever the case. Um, If you're more protected, you're more protected. You're not a bigger of a target. The attacker knows uh, which targets he has. So
0: in looking at this from a tech perspective, and I'm not um, a tech geek, but I'm sure there might be one or two that'll be listening in in this and going, okay, let's see how, how this works. Go on. How do you do it, if you can tell me?
1: So... Uh, I think uh, one big thing we have is um, not reinventing the wheel. There, is, there are many uh, security solutions that we aggregate um, and we, the, our proprietary solution makes it very dynamic depending on the environment. That's the, um, that's the unique sauce I think that we have. Uh, basically, uh, what we are doing is instead of giving
2: our recipient uh, the data as it is and to allow them use it anywhere without any protection, We ask them, how you want to use your data? And by telling us if they want to use it on their uh, computer, in the cloud, uh, in in a proprietary application, anywhere in this new digital world, we know how to bring the data directly to this place after you've been authenticated and validated by your policy. So after everything is done, we know how to enhance your data in a protective way to the specific environment you have asked.
0: Okay, so does the data actually physically then exist on my computer when I download it, or am I downloading a link that is seamless into your servers where it's protected on your servers?
2: Exactly. Uh, you basically don't have. Uh, you, no, well, you don't have the control over the data. The data is never in, in your in your uh, storage platform. You're just basically asking your permission to walk on it. On some specific uh, application, it's more of the same like the open with button in, in your computer when you can choose any application. But now it can be anywhere.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, and and you know, what we're seeing with this, and what we're seeing with data trends, um, you know, there, there, it's it's nothing new. You've described how you're solving it from from the data that's there. But you know, are, are these trends that we're seeing on on, on the on the rise? You know, what are the sort of the new world problems and things that you've seen out there that have led you to produce this sort of solution?
2: Yeah, so uh, it starts currently 10 years ago when we shared the country's mode data to other infrastructure and we cannot control it. Uh, but then we have in a closed network so we can trust each other's securities. But today, when you're in the private and public sectors, you're basically sending your data everywhere and now you need to secure it. And when we try to check that uh, during our experience, we saw that most of the solutions are basically limit you with your productivity effort. So you cannot basically walk on your data as you want while it's being secure. So now we are aiming to do so, so you can walk as you as you want on your data uh, in your tools in the cloud in, in your uh, on-prem anywhere while your security coming with you. So that's uh, our main effort how we want to solve it.
0: Okay, one of the best ways of sort of getting people to understand what, uh, how, how these sort of things work are, are use cases. So have you got some use cases that you can share with us?
2: Yeah, so actually, guy uh, can elaborate a little bit later, but a uh, couple months ago, actually two months ago, one of our customers, um, he has a long and, and massive supply chain with the third, fourth, and fifth parties. And until today, he, did, he didn't really know uh, where his data after he'd been sent. Uh, So after a quick installation, we saw that uh, his third party that got his sensitive data tried to share the data with the unknown domain. And with that uh, trying to access, we've able to block this transaction, analyze who is that domain, who you get the data from, and then we can map the entire supply chain and stop a potential data leakage. And we saw that in most of the uh, use cases we are working today, our, uh, our primary advantage is that we can actually map you your entire supply chain. We can let you know who you work with anytime, not just the first hop, but the second and the third. This has got huge implications when it comes to the European General Data
0: Protection Regulation, because one of the requirements on that is um, if you've identified a data breach is to be able to um, investigate it as quickly as possible so you can report it. Um, the tool that you've got effectively allows you to do that investigation with one click of a button for the signs of things. Exactly.
2: Okay. With one click of a button here, you can see one a story about your data from the beginning to the end of his life cycle, if it's between network, infrastructure, and platform, as we, as Guy, elaborated uh, earlier. So now you can actually can look at the logs and cross between different scenarios and find where is your leakage where is your data now? And you can take immediate actions uh, to this uh, incident response.
0: Okay, with immediate actions, can you then, if if you've identified something where the, uh, an area where the data may have leaked from, can you then disable that, um, access to that data?
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Um, well, also that, uh, we we would we, we love to demo that because it, it did actually click of a button. Uh, we have this revoke button that's uh, in one uh, click. Remove the data from anywhere it's at, um, so any cloud platform, any application, uh, um, which is because, like you asked, the data is never there, only the right to access it. So, in one click, revoke the uh, the right to access that.
0: Um, and, and this is something that sounds completely and utterly groundbreaking because you d- under GDPR that, that investigation piece yeah. is. The the, the U.S. have got a law, and they require investigations of data breaches. And I remember talking to a a senior U.S. lawyer who said that if they can identify that within 90 days, they're doing very well. Within the GDPR, it's 48 hours. Um, And therefore, that's virtually unachievable unless you've got your sort of tool. But it sounds as if it's the sort of thing that can provide that um, instantaneous solution for people. Yeah, I,
2: uh, I want to add for that not only that we can uh, detect breaches in real time and prevent them. Uh, in my previous experience, we had to map our entire digital supply chain in order to be compliant with the GDPR. And the only way to do so is to go to the legal department, ask for the entire NDAs, go to the finance and ask for the bills, and, and then see who you're working with. But you missed a lot of data transactions between third, fourth, and fifth party that wasn't in that process. So using Spectre, we so you actually map the entire digital supply chain. And then you can investigate and react based on our insights we are bringing uh, with this new data we are collecting. So
0: if this is downloading a link that is effectively relating to a, a, a data silo that you're controlling and protecting the data on, um, can that data silo be anywhere? Is it in the is it in a SpectreX server, or can it be on a company's own server, or can it be? Can you choose where it is so that again, if people have got um, restrictions on the geographic um, areas where data can be held and all the rest of it, it, it can be secured in that way.
1: Uh, well, yeah. So actually, we make a point to not keep any um, any of the c- uh, customers' data and um, have as little friction with it as we as possibly can uh we know um that this is the fear also fear of trusting anybody uh so even that that includes us so we keep the data at the um, in in the original silo in the customer storage uh until it's needed and then on, on then and only then it is uh, streamed to the application where it's used but we never keep it on our servers um and we never read it and that in that um the privacy is always kept
0: what what are the other solutions that are out there that are potentially going to address this need um what what what's in the wider competitive landscape um who are you competing against and what are the challenges of staying ahead of the game
1: um well um there there are actually many uh good solutions that are trying to um to address this problem but as i see it there is um usually two trends to solving this issue it's either Um, creating a a new silo, which everything is secured and protected within it. Um, You can think of major companies that you know of that do that, just use the files through us and it will be protected. But then you're forcing the users to use that application. Uh, It is secure, but it's not what they wanted. And the other one is um, no problem, we won't keep the data, send it to whoever you want. Uh, We just encrypt it before you do. And then it's very hard to access it, and you need the special applications to do that. So we try to avoid both of these, and uh, and within that is the chance to stay ahead. We try; these are the big, um, the big two simple solutions, and we try to make a complex solution that takes the best of both worlds.
0: And your solutions are available out in the market today. How how do people get find out more about uh, X and what you can provide for them?
2: So uh, basically we are operating uh, during the digital market and also we are our channels uh, in Europe, US uh, uh, mainly. So our customers today are able to get us and to secure the collaboration outside with their supply chain or with any workflow, they are feeling that they don't have uh, control over their data. So we bring them the same control they had on the internal silo, but now outside.
0: Guy, Nimrod, this sounds absolutely fascinating. Uh, and I think it's something that um, with the General Data Protection Regulation and other international regulations on data control that are now becoming the norm uh, is going to be groundbreaking. Um, it's been a real pleasure talking to you this afternoon on Chatting with Ingram.
2: Thank you very much, Philip. Uh, it was a pleasure for to, us uh, to be here. And we're looking for more. Hey, thank you for
0: listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with your friends. And if you fancy coming on, drop me a line and um, we'll see what we can do. Thank you, till next time.